Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I posted a story yesterday from a small Texas city where a lady found $21,000 in a subway bathroom. And I'm still frustrated about the whole story. So she finds $21,000 in a subway bathroom, turns it in, since she's the only one in the bathroom and nobody saw her pick up the money and no one knows who left the money, she turns it in. And somehow the police department got involved and the guy who left the money there, who, I mean, who leaves $21,000 in a subway bathroom? Come on now. You deserve to have it lost. But anyway, good for this lady for turning it in. And the guy comes back to the subway and says, Hey, I, you know, I'm looking for my money that I left in the bathroom. And then another part of the story that makes me upset is the police department wants to know why he has $21,000. A, None of your business. You prove that it's yours. You're the only one that came back for it, so it's your money. But I guess he was going to buy a car, a used car, and needed the cash. And so they gave it back to him. And he gave the lady who found the $21,500 as a reward. Okay, so I'm just frustrated with the whole thing. I don't like the idea of the police department asking why, but I guess since they were there and it was turned into them, they had to know why. And was he really buying a car with $21,000 in the bathroom of a subway before he goes to buy the car? I find that hard to believe. And I also find it hard to believe that someone would turn it in. You found $21,000 in a subway bathroom. Uh, That $21,000 now belongs to me, the person who found the $21,000 in a subway bathroom. Let alone, I'm guessing it was the old unisex bathroom at the local subway since he was in there prior to she who found it. So the whole thing is just agonizing, agonizing. But hey, follow me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat.
that has got there's something else going on with it. I just I can't figure out what it is, and I don't know that it really matters, but it just been driving me insane. So a couple days ago, a story runs across the wire that uh, two nude sunbathers on a remote beach in Australia, the southern coast, reportedly got startled by a deer, ran into a nearby national forest, got lost, had to call the police to rescue them, and then were fined for breaking COVID lockdown orders. So... I'm not, there's something else going on here. I don't know what it is. I just, there's something else going on. So they're on a nude beach. They get startled by a deer. They run into the forest and get lost, but they still have their stuff. Apparently one of them was wearing a backpack and the other one, by the point the police got there, were partially closed. So they were able to track down where they were on a walking trail after, you know, placing their emergency call. They said that it was pretty unbelievable. The police commissioner had that to say because not only did they require assistance, they also received a ticket for breaking the new lockdown rules in the Sydney region because of the Delta variant. And we'll maybe get into a little bit of that uh, as the show progresses. But... Uh, you know, the police there are enforcing this new mandate and they've already handed out, at the time of this story, 44 fines uh, because of the new travel limitations for residents in Sydney. So that's, uh, you know, a complete aside from the two guys who were nude sunbathing on the remote beach and then were startled by a deer and ran into the national park where they got lost and had to call police to rescue them. I just, <laughs> something, there's something going on here. And it isn't nude sunbathing on the beach. I guarantee you that. You know, last week I did a story that mentioned uh, North Korea having officially confirmed zero COVID-19 cases. And in that story, and that was just the headline on Fat Pile Friday, but I there was a picture of him in the story. And I thought, wow, he looks, uh, he looks a little thinner. And I thought, nah, that's just the angle. That's the way they're shooting. That's the lens. Well, now we're getting reports that he is significantly thinner he's you know the pictures that they're seeing of him the the what they're showing he is seriously thinner than he has been and now they're concerned about his health and what's going on with him and apparently north koreans are heartbroken because they believe that he is working himself to the bone to make north korea better oh Okay, that's that's great because, you know, the people are starving there. <laughs> uh, they're calling the food situation there tense because of the typhoons that came through, because of all the uh, economic issues revolving around North Korea. And so, you know, they're having a few problems there. And so he's starting to lose some weight and they they're pushing the idea that he's working himself to the bone for the country now 
Of course, others are saying that, uh, you know, his health is an issue and what's going on. He's 37 years old. What's going to happen? And of course, the uh, local resident interviewed by North Korean state TV, of course, that would be real, right? Uh, was distressed by the images of leader Kim Jong-un's significant weight loss. And he, no, they also know that, uh, you know, Foreign countries and powers are always watching whether Kim is healthy or not because he hasn't appointed a successor. I think he has appointed a successor. That's his sister, right? Now, this would lay play into the fact that he's already dead. Uh, this is just a new replacement for Kim to pretend that he's still alive, but the sister is running the country. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, you know, if we're going to throw everything out there, let's throw it out there and let's see where we're at because North Korea is in a tough spot. And, you know, maybe if he's dead and the sister takes over, but what happens to the country after that? So I guess we have to kind of pretend that he's still alive. And so, okay, we'll say that he's, we could, we can't find a person that looks like him anymore. So we'll just say that he's lost some weight and here's the new one. I guess. I'm just as good with that. Uh, maybe Kimmy has decided that he needs to, uh, you know, settle down a little bit and lose a little bit of the LBs because he was starting to, you know, have trouble walking around. He was walking with a cane. He probably has been partying too much. And now he has to really, you know, buck up a little because uh, the country is in real trouble. We shall see. We shall see. But just know that it's possible he's already dead. Did you see where Jewel, the e-cigarette company, agreed to pay $40 million to one state, North Carolina, yesterday to settle allegations that its marketing efforts targeted teens? Wow. As part of the agreement, it will abandon any marketing content that appeals to young people and only sell its products behind the counter in the state. Oh, wow. Okay. E-cigarette use among teens shot up by more than 70% after Juul's launch in 2015. And by 2019, more than a quarter of American teens had tried vaping. And Jules' slick flash drive-like devices were widely used, uh, you know, in schools. And so the giant tobacco company Marlboro bought 35% stake in Jewel in 2018. Jewel was valued then at $38 billion. <laughs> that is, that's huge. I mean, that makes them worth at the time, anyway, worth more than Target and Airbnb. Anyway, it's just that same year, uh, the FDA called teen vaping an epidemic, started its crackdown on Juul and other e-cigarette companies. So Juul insisted that the products were intended for adults and its marketing strategies, according now for sure, you know, said otherwise. They released fruit-flavored pods and went viral among teens. It's pulled most flavors since. It recruited influencers with huge teen followings on social media to advertise the brand. 
plastered ads on homework solutions website so students solving the for X would accidentally click on them. That's a pretty good idea, actually. And uh, now they're facing, you know, regulatory challenges around its advertising strategy. Its valuation is now only worth $10 billion. Oh, man. And it is, as of last summer, it's facing 758 lawsuits across the United States. Wow. And the FDA is uh, going to rule, I, we don't know when, whether the product can even remain on the market. <laughs> Come on now, this is still America. You get to have a you get to have a product and put it on the market and if people want it, they get to buy it. That's capitalism. Oh wait, capitalism is something that's bad. According to a new survey, a majority of young adults in the U.S. have a more negative view of capitalism. as according to a new, new survey from Axios and uh, Momentum. 54% of Gen Z adults said they have a negative view of capitalism. Huh. Huh. I wonder why that is. The number of 18 to 34-year-olds who have a positive view of capitalism also appears to be shrinking. 49% said they had a positive view of capitalism and 46% said they viewed it negatively. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's just incredible to me that uh, we have a negative view on capitalism. I mean, the overall view on capitalism is still in the plus with 57% of Americans saying they had a positive view of capitalism. Um, That's only 57% of Americans having a positive view of capitalism, in my view. And they said 36% said they now had a negative view. So, I mean, so you have, uh, what, 7 or 8% of Americans, as usual. I don't know. Okay. Thank you for participating in our survey. Take care. I mean, it also showed that in this same survey, 41% of respondents said they had a positive view of socialism. 41% of respondents said they had a positive view of socialism. I would also like to ask them if they knew exactly what that was. Uh, it, it's not just uh, talking to each other over social media. Okay, uh, let's be clear on that. Wow. It, that Seeing surveys like that could mean that we are in a lot of trouble here in America. And uh, some would think that. Some would think that. Not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, no. So, I mean, only 57% of Americans have a positive view of capitalism and 41% of respondents said they have a positive view of socialism? No, no. How could that mean that the country is in trouble? You are just silly. Before we head to the break room, just a quick update on what's happening in uh, Surfside, uh, Florida. With the building collapse, we've still, we have 11 people pulled from the rubble so far. And we have still 150-ish unaccounted for. 
and they're still digging out the rubble. They are, there's a number of things that, uh, you know, we can at least get a little hope from. Um, they have not given up hope with uh, the rescue effort as it reaches its fifth day. They're talking about a suspected failure point has emerged at the collapsed condo. There was an inspector there a couple days before the building collapsed, and he took pictures of the pool equipment room, which had corroding rebar in the concrete and exposed uh, concrete slabs, and it will, did, not, uh, did not look good. Uh, <laughs> uh, he talked about an employee saying that uh, they went through pool pumps every couple of years because they had to pump out all this extra water. There was standing water in the parking garage below the pool. And they were saying that, uh, you know, that's why they were getting ready for this restoration project that was getting underway for the building. He, uh, they, cracking in the concrete was noted. And then uh, he saw that, again, the basement level garage. And it looks like it was a design flaw in this building, or at least definitely along with the, the design flaw, neglected maintenance of the building. And, you know, the, the head of the condo association and maintenance has not spoken from the building. I know they're talking about uh, inspecting all of the buildings. Uh, I don't even let alone in Surfside, but all along the coasts of Florida. Now I told you yesterday, if you were looking for a gig, go down to Florida and tell them you're an inspector. Of course you need to be an inspector. <laughs> I'm not saying just, you know, pretend you're an inspector and show up and take a look at these buildings. But you know, if you need a gig, you got to do what you got to do. But, uh, they're saying now that it definitely could have caused the you know, the building to fall. However, even though they say the corrosion of the rebars at the bottom of the beam was very serious and it was the worst damage that uh, many people, many engineers had seen and documented in the building so far, the equipment room runs, runs along the southern wall of the building. That's an area that did not collapse. So now what do you got? Well, the one engineer cautioned us to uh, don't rush to judgment and conclude that all the beams in the building showed similar levels of damage to exposed you know, because they were not exposed to chemicals from the pool. However, structural damage to concrete in the garage under the pool deck didn't include photos of anything uh, nearly as alarming as what was under the pool and these buildings that are asymmetrical like this one there's a possibility that if you have one part of the building that collapses the building does some turning and twisting in this case it is possible that a failure any place in the building could cause distortion to the frame of the building and could cause collapse in any of the areas not just adjacent to the failure. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, somebody is going to be paying some big, big dollars to uh, make this, well, it can never go away. But I mean, right now, even if you were to say, give, you know, a million dollars a person uh, to a family, you're looking at a couple hundred million. And, well, I mean, 161 million. And, uh, you know, no way 
that you're going to end up giving just a million dollars to each family. And plus, who's responsible? Is it the is it the condominium association? Is it the city? Because their inspectors have said okay to this because the condominium association was already involved in a in a in a rehab. Uh, you know, they were trying to fix it up. What did they do it too late? Has it been overlooked? Was it the was it the state inspectors that came in and said, yeah, it's fine, just you know, do a little touch up here and there and make it happen. You know, who looked the other way all these years? I don't know, but it's just, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long and tedious process. And in the meantime, we've got, you know, way too many human lives to be concerned about. And so, I mean, they, some, <laughs> aside from just these towers, the Champlain towers, uh, looking at the other buildings is not a bad idea and looking at it with a good sharp eye to these buildings and you can bet they're going to be doing that now that is for sure another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's go. It's longer than a little update. Uh, let's go to the break room and get something cold to drink, shall we? <laughs> So this story has really made me lose my mind because I've been singing Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Have a yabba dabba do time. A dabba do time for about, uh, I don't know, the last 24 hours. So this home in Northern California in uh, Hillsboro, the town of Hillsboro, which is just south of San Francisco, California, uh, has a Flintstone theme to it. It's got dinosaur replicas. It's got unique shape memorabilia. It's got a big sign that says Yabba Dabba Doo. And the city said, Ooh, yeah, no, we cannot have any of that. We want this shut down. This has got to go. She didn't ask for any of these uh, upgrades. She didn't get any permits. Uh, we're suing. So the home was designed by this William Nicholson in the 70s and was vacant for several years before this lady, Florence Fang, purchased the house for $2.8 million. And it had purple and red domes on it, I guess. But uh, the statues of uh, Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble, and other characters from the iconic uh, franchise. But when Fang then began adding dinosaurs and Flintstone statues along with the sign of Yabba Dabba Doo, the city was like, oh no, uh, no, 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 we're suing you. Well, Fang said, uh, no, I'm suing you. How about that? And I'm suing you for racial discrimination because I'm Chinese. And so how about that? 
city of Hillsborough or town or whatever you are, well, they've come to a deal and they've reached what they're calling an amicable resolution to the case and the satisfaction to all the parties. And what happened? Oh, yeah, she keeps everything. Uh, in fact, she keeps everything and uh, uh, they're going to pay her 125000 to cover all the costs uh, associated with the lawsuit. The only thing she has to do is apply for permits for the home's exterior that they said they will guarantee approving once she filed. So they just want to have the permits on file. <laughs> so, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, they're a place right out of his story. Think about it. Yeah, no kidding. Florence Fang is uh, sitting on top of the world. Now, do you want that next door to your, to your, to your home? Okay, maybe, maybe not. I know the HOA is not admitting it in my neighborhood, but bless Florence Fang's heart. Okay, did you see where a Iowa man was arrested this past weekend for threatening to blow up a McDonald's? Now, he threatened to blow up the McDonald's because a worker forgot to add dipping sauce to his order. How many times? Who among us hasn't thought, I'm going to blow this place up? Now, originally, I thought, oh, this guy's just out of his mind. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a 42-year-old man, Robert Goldwitzer, and he's accused of calling in the explosive threat early Saturday night when he ordered chicken McNuggets from the fast food restaurant. And in addition to the bomb threat, he allegedly said over the phone that he would punch a worker. Okay, so he's pissed that he didn't get his sauce. And he calls back up and he says, I'll blow the place up and I'll punch you in the face. So, and he admitted, I guess the police called him and he admitted over the phone, allegedly, that, uh, you know, and later at the precincts to making the threats. Yeah, I, I called him. I said, yeah, I'll blow you up. I'll punch you in the face. I didn't mean it. I was just pissed. He's being charged now with false report of explosive or incendiary device. Okay, come on now. The guy's pissed and he calls up to McDonald's and says, I ought to blow you up. I'll punch you in the face. Why do you always forget my dipping sauce? And when the police call, I guess the police know who he is. It's a small town in Iowa. So they call him up and say, Hey, Bob, did you call? Yeah, I called. Yeah, I called. I said I'd punch him in the face and I'd blow the place up. I want my dipping sauce. Is it? Is he going to do it? No. Come on now. The police have got to have a little common sense here. But, hey, he's charged with, again, false report of explosive or incendiary device. So pay the fine, Bob, and move on. I know we have serious mental health issues with plenty of people on the street these days. We have the report about the lady in New York that uh, went on this racist rant against a black woman inside this Brooklyn, New York pizzeria. Now, there's no video that I've seen of her on this rant. There's a picture of her leaving the pizza place. But I haven't seen any video of the actual rant, but, you know, I'll believe that it happened. 
They say that an unnamed suspect reportedly approached this mom, her five-month-old infant, and her four-year-old son, and began hurling insults at them. At one point, it's reported that she dumped red pepper flakes on the face of the baby girl. And, you know, okay. She's out of her mind. She's crazy. The adult victim who asked that the press withhold her name said, okay, we don't want to know who you are. Why? I wonder why she doesn't want people to know who she is. Because she's a private citizen at the pizza shop, Jeff. And she was attacked. Okay, I'll give you that. So she says that this lady approached her family while they were buying pizza and nastily told her to F your baby, N-word. <laughs> I mean, she's clearly out of her mind. The woman then reportedly turned to the four-year-old, referred to him as an N-word, and told him, get out of this country. So she's clearly out of her mind. The victim said that she turned to leave, and that's when the woman threw red pepper flakes uh, into the child's face. I was very shocked because it's New York City, the woman said. I didn't even make eye contact with her. When I was paying for the pizza, I heard someone talking outside the store. The woman came up behind me, picked up the, the pepper, and threw it back at her. And I picked up the pepper and threw it back at her. Oh, okay. The woman said that when she reported the incident to cops, they said the suspect was possibly off her medications. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, but the cops are, you know, they're looking into it. And in fact, it's being investigated by the hate crimes task force. Okay. Now they released the video of the one, which one I saw of the suspect leaving the pizzeria because they want to know, you know, her identity and have a talk with her. No one was hurt during the incident. The woman who, again, did not want to be identified. This was her quote. As a melanated woman, a lot of times people try to dismiss us. People try to dismiss our voices. We need to be protected. We all have some kind of degree of stress going on. That shouldn't be an excuse. If the tables were turned and she was a black woman, the police wouldn't use that as an excuse. I can't tell you how angry that makes me. Because if the tables were turned, uh, we wouldn't need the offer medications excuse. It would just be that it was okay. And nothing happened. And the woman is just upset over years of systemic racism. And we'll look into it and we're looking for the woman. Wouldn't be the hate crimes task force looking into it. But I'm guessing you already know that as a melanated woman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So every time I see headlines that says, I have sex eight times a day, I wonder, what are they promoting? So Love Island star, 
And you're saying to yourself, Love Island? Yeah, it's a CBS reality show. And it's in season two. Uh, and Shannon Singh wants people to believe that she has a, this outrageous amount of sex. Now, she said, hey, I have sex like eight times a day. Not every day, but I have a lot of sex. And I'm very sexually active. I quite like a bit rough and tough. And I kind of like it rough. And I love a bit of morning sex. I love it. Oh, Okay, so we should make sure that we watch Love Island or should we make sure that we follow you on Instagram or should we make sure that we follow you on your OnlyFans account, which are all promoted in this story. So do I believe that she has, I believe that it's possible that one time in her life she had sex eight times in a day. Do I believe that it uh, happens multiple times? No, uh, no, I do not. Uh, Shannon is 22 years of age, a model from Scotland. Uh, she, you know, has her Instagram account, which has, I think she has a couple hundred thousand followers. I'm not sure what her Instagram, how many followers she has on Instagram. Easy enough to, to find out for sure. Let's see how many followers does Shannon have on Instagram? 232,000 followers. And if we'll look back as the Love Island show continues, bunch of those followers will continue to grow. As And then what she really cares about is the OnlyFans account because that's making her some cash. So yes, she wants to promote, hey, I have sex eight times a day. Come over to my OnlyFans account, would ya? <laughs> sure thing, Shannon. I, I am on my way. You can... You can count on me. I'm there. Congratulations to the transgender woman who captured the Miss Nevada USA pageant. The title of Miss Nevada USA has gone to a transgender woman for the first time in pageant history. What? Yes, I know. Uh, Cataluna Enriquez was crowned the winner in the pageant at the South Point Hotel Casino in Las Vegas and will continue to compete for the title of Miss USA. Enriquez competed against 21 other candidates to represent Nevada in the Miss USA pageant, which is going to be held on November 29th. She's following her Miss Silver State USA win in March. And she... She reflected on what the title meant to her. One thing that is important to me is inclusivity, diversity, and representation. It's something I did not have growing up and is still lacking in today's world. Is it? Is it? Okay, uh, whatever. Uh, personally, uh, I've learned that my differences do not make me less than. It makes me more than. I am a proud transgender woman of color. Congratulations. Congratulations to Cataluna Enriquez as being the Miss Nevada USA. That's, that's an incredible achievement. And uh, she's not uh, she, he, they, them, her, them, it. Uh, not that bad looking. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Catalina has gone through the 
100% body change being transgender, but, uh, I mean, it's change enough, I guess. Oh, and, uh, last week we talked about how Indiana Jones 5 was going to continue filming as Harrison Ford recouped from his injury. The 78-year-old Harrison Ford hurt his shoulder and they were going to, uh, still film scenes and then, uh, you know, do the scenes with Harrison Ford once he's recovered. Uh, we don't, uh, apparently the, uh, the hurting of his shoulder is a little bit more severe than we, uh, than we had first been, a, been told about because, uh, the production for the movie, uh, is being shut down for at least six weeks. So Harrison better do some rehab, <laughs> do some rehab quick and get back to it. Cause it's costing the, uh, costing the company a lot of money. So the production has now stopped for Indiana Jones five and, uh, we'll see if we get back to it in six weeks. It's an awful lot of money. So, okay. Good luck. God bless Harrison. There is a picture of him on the set here and, uh, he looks great. He looks great. So get back to it. Harrison, get back to it. And speaking of movies, you know, I saw a thread this weekend on Twitter, which you can follow me at Jeffy JFR. And I was told, Hey, don't answer this question, but I don't know where it started. I just know I saw it, uh, throughout the weekend on several different threads. What are five movies you are confident you've seen at least 10 times. And I, I, I I'm, I'm thinking about all these movies that I've watched not including the ones that, uh, you know, you, <laughs> that I'm not supposed to answer, but I see one, uh, one of the five movies was, you know, listed from, uh, one of, uh, the, my Twitter people, Rex Chapman, Zoolander, Cape Fear, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. That's from Rex Chapman. I, I, I don't know that I can, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I could say those movies are, are me, but I will say that, uh, one of the threads, one of the posts in the thread said, if three of these five aren't kid movies, my assumption is, is that you haven't had kids, right? So you've got to get rid of, you know, the adult movies that you've seen more than 10 times and you've got to get rid of the kid movies because there's I mean, if you have kids, you've watched, you've watched those Disney movies and, or, uh, any kids movies a thousand times, because that's what you do as a parent. You just put it on. That's your babysitter. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to admit that. Oh, okay. No problem. And one of them even joked as a reply to that post. I've chosen not to include the 12,657 times I've seen Disney's Hercules, right? Uh, so, I mean, I, that's a tough one. Uh, that is a really tough question because the top five, there's only five. I mean, I know there's, I mean, dozens of movies that I've seen more than 10 times. Wow. And that's, I mean, that doesn't even count, uh, sh- you know, series, uh, binging show series, right? Where you've seen, come on now. And there's certain episodes of shows that I love. There's a couple of Soprano episodes and I'll just sit down and watch those. <laughs> I've seen those. I can't tell you how many times there's one episode of the closer that I love. It is one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. I, I I've watched that, 
you know, a thousand times just because you sit down and you, you're eating lunch and you put the episode on. So that, that doesn't even count those. There's this, this question is about movies. Oh my gosh. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Godfather parts one and two is one post from someone. Yeah. Uh, easy, easy, easy. Uh, there's plenty of movies on here that are, you know, worth gladiator. Hello, gladiator. <laughs> and some movies, no way, you know, like one list here has repo man trading places. I've seen that movie more than 10 times. Blazing saddles, eh. Valley girl. Wow. Valley girl. That's an old call. Uh, wizard of Oz. Um, you know, Wizard of Oz, have you seen that more than 10 times? Sure. Is it, is it, would it be in the top 10? No. Repo Man. Wow. I mean, I, I, I know I've seen that movie maybe twice, not more than 10. Trading Place is easy on the list. Easy. <laughs> That's a tough, tough question. I've been dealing with that. I've been struggling with that question all weekend long since I saw the actual question. What are five movies you're confident You've seen at least 10 times. Uh, There's a lot more than five. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So yesterday, the NFL came out with a 30-second commercial. At least they put it on their Twitter account that said uh, the football is gay. And they had the big drum roll and people were cheering in the background. And it also then it said... Football is lesbian, is beautiful, is queer, is life, is exciting, it's culture, it's transgender, it's queer. Football is heart, football is power, tough, bisexual, strong, freedom, American, accepting. Football is everything. Now, isn't it, couldn't they just, I know that it's Pride Month and we've got to, We've got to throw it out there. We've all got to be, you know, part of uh, the the movement to market to the LGBTQIA plus Americans for Pride Month and beyond. But couldn't we just say that football is accepting? Football is everything. Football is for everyone. Isn't that really what it, what it true? But we've got to break it down because, you know, Carl Nassib came out as gay last week. So it's part of the deal. And he came out saying that he was going to give money to the Trevor Project. And of course, the NFL is doing the same thing. So I went to the Trevor Project and I was looking at the, you go to their, to their website and they have a whole national survey on LGBTQ youth mental health in 2021 it's pretty incredible if these numbers are actually true but i mean really they give a number for you to call if you you know uh have suicidal thoughts and are you know struggling mentally which is good i got i got no problem with that i mean it's important that we that we do that isn't it Their homepage has a toll-free number, 1-866-488-7386, the Trevor Lifeline. So they say that they have trained counselors that are ready to support you 24-7. 
If you're a young person in crisis, feeling suicidal, or in need of a safe and judgment-free place to talk, call the Trevor Lifeline, 866-488-7386. 100% behind that, 100%. There's a few other things that I'm not real sure I'm behind the Trevor Project. But, you know, of course, we've all got to be in love with it. And I know they, one of the things that uh, part of the Trevor Project does is they support Black Lives Matter. Because who, you can't be a, you can't be a project without supporting Black Lives Matter. So, I guess the Chewing the Fat Project <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't, a, uh, isn't a decent project. I apologize because I, I believe that all lives matter and football is for everyone or anyone who likes the sport. But since I say that and I don't specifically say that, you know, I'm for Black Lives Matter, then I'm a bad person, I guess. I mean, they talk about... Um, their line for Black Lives Matter when you go to the page, uh, their statement about Black Lives Matter, they mention here in their statement that all people are not free today. We see so much injustice and we know that far too many of us have been silent for too long about the way Black people are treated in this country. Okay, all people are not free today. Around the world, absolutely agreed. In the United States of America, wrong. Unequivocally wrong. But that's just the Chilling the Fat Project. That's not the Trevor Project. So, I know, I know. My main point though, listen, if you actually do have an issue, call the number. Uh, at the Trevor Hotline, 866-488-7386. Get help. Most importantly, get help. But just be sure that you don't believe everything you're told. Wait, that's wrong. That doesn't that doesn't work. All right. I, I don't think I'm helping. But they can. And if you're a young person in crisis, feeling suicidal, or in need of a safe and judgment-free place to talk, call the Trevor Lifeline, one 866 488-7386. Which reminds me that the Chewing the Fat Crisis Hotline is 1-214-735-9356. You can just leave a voicemail and we will uh, we'll try to help you out if we can. Um, I haven't given that number out in a long time. One two one four seven three five nine three five six is the uh, voicemail for chewing the fat. And for example, this voicemail just came in not long ago to the chewing the fat hotline voicemail crisis line. Hey Jeffy, hey man, this is Matt from Western North Carolina, and I just listened to the podcast uh-huh. this past Friday about the national parks. Right. And I just wanted to say, man, you got these dudes coming in from out of town. They smoking that gorilla glue out there over in the woods looking for a big foot. You know what I'm saying? You guys, you, you can't count these guys in your death holes. 
Oh, okay. I get that. But, I mean, we still have to count them in the death tolls. I, I mean, maybe we put an asterisk next to their names if we know that they were actually smoking the Gorilla Glue and they were out there, you know, specifically looking for the Bigfoot. But uh, until then, we can put, you know, we have to still count them as part of the death toll out there in the national parks. Sorry, Mac. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate you listening to Chewing the Fat. So, uh, no, really, I do. I appreciate it. And, man, do not, if you're out looking for Bigfoot, do not. And this is a helpful hint uh, from the show and from our listeners. If you're out looking for Bigfoot, don't smoke the Gorilla Glue. <laughs> 